Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Terrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the 27th day of April, 2023. English poet John Milton is in the later years of his life in 1667. His capstone work, Paradise Lost, was finished three years earlier. He sells the copyright for five pounds sterling with a promise of an additional five pounds when each printing sells out. It seems like a token amount, but may have been more significant in that time period. There is a lot to the story of the first Barbary War. Presidents Washington and Adams had been content to pay essentially extortion money to the Barbary pirates to leave American ships alone. President Jefferson was not so inclined. The U.S. also had a better navy by this time. He goes to war with them. On this day, U.S. forces attack the Tripolian city of Derna. This is the present-day region of Libya. One of the remnants of the battle is the line in the Marine Hymn to the shores of Tripoli. It should be noted that the entire Barbary pirate conflict was essentially Muslim versus Christian. Their disdain for others at the time had nothing to do with the nation of Israel. During the War of 1812, American troops capture York, the capital of Upper Canada, on this day in 1813. Upper Canada was the term used in those days for Ontario. York will become Toronto. There was a push for the U.S. to take much of present-day Canada in the war. In the battle, General Zebulon Pike is killed. You might recall him as the explorer of Colorado and the namesake of Pike's Peak. President and Army General Ulysses S. Grant is born in 1822. Grant was an interesting individual. His family background was strongly abolitionist. He was more ambivalent on the matter as he was on their religion. He was reasonably successful at West Point, but despite being exceptional with horses, he was assigned an infantry regiment upon graduation. His goal was to serve four years and return to civilian life. With a new family to support and no civilian occupation, he stayed in. Then there was an issue with intemperance, which encouraged him to resign his commission six years before the Civil War. That six years were the most difficult. He had trouble making a living. The Civil War will cement his fame as a military commander. A few counties in the far west of Virginia, following the lead of their state, secede from Virginia and formed the breakaway West Virginia in the year 1861. Some important historical events get lost with time. In the days following the Civil War, it looked like good times were ahead. 2,427 passengers, mostly Union prisoners of war, recently released and heading back north, overcrowd the steamer Sultana. Near Memphis, the boiler explodes, killing three in four. It remains the greatest maritime disaster in U.S. history. Close and contentious elections are just a way of life. There are examples almost from the third presidential election. The 1876 election looked much like the most recent one. One candidate won the popular vote, but there was three states where the outcome was highly in question. There were allegations of voter fraud and disenchantment. The Electoral College could not settle the matter. In a backroom deal in Congress, Democrats agreed to let the three state electors go for the Republican, Rutherford B. Hayes. In exchange, federal troops will be withdrawn from the South, ending the Reconstruction 
or occupation period after the Civil War. On this day in 1877, Haves removes the last federal troops from Louisiana. Adolf Hitler was not a nice guy, but the most evil may have come from Heinrich Himmler. In 1940, Himmler orders the establishment of the Auschwitz concentration camp. He and not Hitler was the architect of much of the Holocaust. All parties in a war try to find out what technology the other is using. In 1953, the United States launches Operation Moolah. The offer is made of $100,000 to the first pilot who defects with a fully capable MiG-15. Later ones will get $50,000. Another issue was to answer the question if Soviet pilots were actually participating in the war. It was highly suspected the Soviet craft were piloted by Soviet pilots. The plan worked, but did not work. No pilots defected, but the operation had a very clear effect on flight operations by the communists, and a distinct possibility that Soviet pilots were withdrawn and further flights of the craft were piloted by North Korean crews of seriously less skill. Singer Sheena Easton is 64 today. She was born in a small town on the outskirts of Glasgow, Scotland. Expo 67 opens in Montreal in 1967. Yesterday we spoke of the delayed response of Soviet officials to the meltdown at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. Nearly 24 hours after the accident, authorities ordered the evacuation of the city of Pripyat, a planned city of 15,000 people, nearly all of which were directly supporting the plant. It was just over a mile from the reactor. The city of Chernobyl was much older and about seven miles away. Today, both cities remain nearly vacant. The Airbus A380 makes its maiden test flight in 2005. A really neat concept aircraft and 251 production copies were built, all at a serious loss. Construction on the replacement for the World Trade Center, originally known as the Freedom Tower, begins in 2006. Today it's known as One World Trade Center. The tomb of Herod the Great is discovered in 2007, south of Jerusalem. Honda Motors is planning to invest $60 billion in the next 10 years to develop electric vehicles and be totally electric just 17 years away. They are big folks, and it's their decision how they spend their research dollars, or yen as the case may be. What almost no one is looking at seriously is how we will upgrade the power grid and where will the generation capacity come from. Coal would be one possibility, but that is taboo, as are natural gas plants. Nuclear has several upsides, but generally the public is fearful and the cost is high. The favorite children are wind and solar. Wind is a dream. The cost to build and maintain a wind farm is still quite high. The only hope for wind is some scientific breakthrough. Solar is showing some promise, but the conversion is still costly. The technology of the solid-state photovoltaic cell is seven decades old. It will take another breakthrough to be a great solution. The next major breakthrough will come from a new understanding of basic physics. Think of steam power then internal combustion engines, electricity, and nuclear power, all were the result of a new understanding of very basic physics. 
Fossil fuels have a clear advantage in that they are energy-dense, stable, and generally easy to handle. Thus far, the renewables are far too low in energy density to be effective. Fossil fuel plants are not all that efficient, it's just that the fuels are dense and cheap. The issue with biofuels, they take almost as much energy to process as they produce. The margin is still too small. If you look at the efficiency of a corn plant as a solar collector, it's not bad. The downfall is it does not store well and the cost of production and transportation are higher than the mining of fossil fuels. Shelled corn as a fuel has about 70% of the heating value of coal, pound for pound. Today they're roughly the same price per ton. We just cannot grow enough corn and the moral argument of burning food comes to bear. There is one interesting process that has not had much look. Sweet sorghum sap can be fermented and distilled to alcohol much easier than grains. Its drawback is the sap has a very narrow harvest window and the fermentation must begin immediately. That's history and comment for the 27th day of April. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.